Hi there, you're listening to the Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for the people who watch subbed and the people who drive manual. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And this week's episode, it's back to just me and Manny. And uh, we're going to start things off with a little bit of update on a canceled anime, right, Manny? I wasn't saying it would be canceled, more just suspended because of the COVID, the whole situation, the COVID. Uh, But a little update for everybody that's a big fan of Black Clover. It will be returning July 7th, every Tuesday on Crunchyroll. And if you don't uh, have a Crunchyroll premium account, I suggest you do support them. It's the reason why we get so much good anime here in the West. Absolutely. So no kiss anime, no shady websites. Except Funimation. I I guess. (laughs) I don't like Funimation. (laughs) I'm ready to cancel them. But yeah, it's going to be going back to episode 133. So we're going to see Asta back in action, finding out about his uh, double powers. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, then we also had an update for, we were talking about the virtual cons, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, back in first episode, we were talking about virtual cons like San Diego Comic-Con and how we talked about Anime Expo canceled. But I didn't really much say anything in these past few episodes, but uh, it did come back. It's going to be doing a live stream again as well, just like how Comic-Con's doing. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw even uh, Funimation is hosting their own, too. Yeah, a lot of people are. I mean, it's especially the summertime all of these big companies especially for these big events like the cons everybody's looking forward towards the summer to do all this stuff yeah it's the hot season right now and everything's down yeah so it will be scheduled for july 3rd and july 4th both days for live stream uh they're gonna have two channels uh channel one's gonna be on youtube and twitch and channel two will be on twitch Oh, nice. So they're using different platforms, not just like a Zoom thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, different platforms for just for the two channels. And with that, they're going to be showing lots of different events, panels. Um, I think they're going to have maybe a concert, I think. Okay. I'll have to check on that, honestly, because I'm kind of interested to see what kind of lineup they'll have for that concert. That's kind of what I was going to ask is what they had for a lineup. Yeah, uh, but we'll see right now. Uh, but it's definitely going to be packed with a bunch of online uh, panels and everything. So we're going to have like Warner Brothers. Uh, they're hosting like anime movies too now. I think they're going to be talking about Danmachi soon as well. Like any updates? Yeah. Uh, we're going to have Viz Media. Uh, they're going to. Oh, I think Warner Brothers actually. They're going to be talking also with Food Wars, the fifth plate, this final season. Cool. And an updates on JoJo, but. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of JoJo. You know, I've always just heard you either love it or you hate it. Or it's just an April Fool's joke if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've said to a few JoJo fans and they got triggered. Oh, you know, (laughs) I I haven't given it a shot yet. (laughs) Uh, Lots of other good industry guests like Crunchyroll, Bushy Road, Pony Canyon and Viz Media. Okay, what was the date again? July 3rd and July 4th. And uh, what's the time span on it? Uh, so it looks like it's going to be like starting around midday from 12, like to like maybe later on. I'm going to say the latest is going to be maybe to 2. 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. probably. Okay. Oh, no, 2 p.m. 2, 2 p.m.? PM? Yeah. Oh, starting time. Actually, no, no. I'm actually looking at the schedule right now. The latest one I'm seeing just for day one 
Uh, no, that's day two, actually. Day one, well, the last one will be at 5.40, actually. We got to hire a producer. Actually, no. No, 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 no. 12 a.m. 12 a.m. Studio Trigger live drawing. Okay. And I'm kind of impressed because Trigger Studios, I always actually like their art style. It's not that detailed like all, all the other animes and stuff. It's more like... Simplistic art at its best kind of thing. Simplistic, but like it just blows up in your face a little bit. Like if you remember Kill a Kill. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill a Kill, My Little Witch Academia. Yeah, it definitely stands out. Yeah, Trigger definitely a good one. I think my f- most favorite anime is going to be Inferno Cup. I have not seen that one. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen it? It's like, I'm going to say a comparison to South Park with like the little paper cutouts, <laughs> like moving them around yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So you got an anime cop, basically. He's like a dead, like Ghost Rider. Got it. A dead cop, basically. And he, I think they were trying to rob like a pregnant woman and he comes and they the robber's like, oh, no, we're uh, law-abiding citizens and everything. We pay our taxes. So the cops say, like, okay, then go about your business as they still mug the pregnant lady. And then the <laughs> Inferno cop just comes and just beats them up. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, the artwork is weird. I mean, it, it has to be to your taste. If not, if you're into comedy, you'll like it. I mean, Kill a Kill artwork wasn't really in my taste, mm-hmm. but it was still entertaining to watch. Oh, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, uh, what else? Did you also see Ninja Slayer? No. The animation? Mm-mm. Okay. That's like an upgraded version of Inferno Cup with the animation style and everything. Oh, okay. But they did actually add actual anime this time. Cool. But every time a ninja blows up, they just scream sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to it after I've been looking at the like the schedule and everything, see what I can do, what I can look if I'm available from work. Yeah. Because July 3rd is going to be Friday, and then July 4th is Saturday. Oof. Yeah. So I work Friday. I'm going to try to squeeze in, maybe just play it in the background while I'm trying to work or if Monsters. I'm driving. Monsters. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'll probably just, if I'm driving, like making deliveries and stuff for my business and everything, I'll probably just like put out a post-it on with my Bluetooth speaker in the car and just like bust it, uh, boom it. Uh, Boom, boom, boom. Pretty much. <laughs> just basically just blasting everything while I was listening on the drive. All right, cool. All right, and uh, anything else that we got to cover for that? Uh, let's see. No, it's a free, it's a two-day free live stream event. So um, with that, honestly, lots of good memories with Anime Expo. Kind of a letdown over the past two years, I would say. But I remember when I first went, I just, I, I totally enjoyed it. Um, I started going to Anime Expo back in 2013. Uh, what about you? Um, I think it was uh, 14 for one day and then 15 after that. Oh, 14. The dreadful year of LineCon. Yeah. <laughs> did you experience that? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so for the most of you listeners, Anime Expo in 2014 had a scenario where they called it LineCon. If you remember from the Fairly Odd Parents episode where they go to a convention that's just for a stand in line, that's basically that what show. it was. That's basically what it was. Yeah, and I mean every year it it kind of got the same really like it just kind of the crowd kind of grew and it grew and it grew. Well, it grew because they just kept increasing the cap and they just wanted more sales, more sales, more people coming in. Yeah. And I staffed at Anime Expo, but honestly with that level of people and they raised the expectations of us staffers to handle these big crowds, but with like the same amount of benefits or not even 
not even the same, maybe less. It's like it, it, it got yeah. tiring. So what brought you to like, uh, I guess, the appeal of volunteering rather than just attending? So like I went to I my first convention that I worked at was Anime Kanji, SPJA, which is Society of the Promotion of Anime, Japanese Animation. Uh, they did also con- uh, Anime Kanji. Okay. That was located in a hotel in downtown San Diego, across from the San Diego International Airport. Um, I remember I just seen a post on Facebook. Uh, a good friend now, his name, her name is Chester. Uh, she basically said that she's looking for people to work in her department. I was like, hey, so what What are the details? How, how does this go about? What are the benefits? Good you know, Overall, the, what interests me was like good resume building skills, honestly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like doing volunteer work and everything for a nonprofit organization, but to this day I don't think they're a nonprofit anymore. <laughs> I mean, you figured if uh they live off the expenses, mm-hmm. that's not profit considered. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just expenses just happens to be pretty exorbitant. <laughs> yeah. 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 So after that I met a bunch of people there too working, had some really good time. Honestly, I had really had an amazing time working at the convention. Small convention, and honestly, small conventions are always more fun than big conventions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got Anime Impulse, uh, ALA, small conventions in comparison to Anime Expo, but just even better, honestly. Yeah. Not that big crowd, lots of more events to actually look around. But there's also like the other conventions that the whole that happen at the same time, with uh, like, especially like with Anime Impulse. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are back-to-back with the small ones, too. Yeah, I think they just do a collab together. Well, um, I believe it's Impulse that does it with uh, oh, with uh, Asian American Expo at yeah. the same okay, venue. Yeah. yeah, Asian American Expo. I enjoy that one because we're able to do our weeb stuff on the side, and then we just kind of float over to the other side and eat. <laughs> uh, all that all that Asian food and everything. Oh, it's good, man. That and even like the market area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like uh, ramen and soups and little like cooking stuff. And oh man, I, we load up every year we go. <laughs> Yeah, but pretty much. And then from there, after Anime Kanji, uh, one of the other volunteers, they were also managers for the departments in Anime Expo. They hit me up. It's like, hey, do you want to help us uh, work at our departments for Anime Expo? I was like, yeah, I'm down. So originally, I only went to 2013, 14, and 15 as attendee. And then after to seven, 16 and 17, I was a staff volunteer. 18 as well, became the assistant manager for my department. So I basically was running it too, helping my friend who was the manager like elevate her workload because she became manager for two departments at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was definitely a fun experience. A little bit hectic dealing with the crowds, honestly, especially since they had that customer is a king mentality sometimes. Yeah. Big question is, uh, would you do it again? Probably not. <laughs> I, I just felt like they were getting cheaper and cheaper on us volunteers and i got tired of it okay yeah uh in my department was just basically like a bag check not the bag check where they check your bags at the front door and everything with security and stuff but like uh, like if you remember like, like lockers to lock it up and yeah come like, back and like at hotels up. or like fancy restaurants well like of a coat room yeah yeah so also it was like a luggage room so people can leave their luggage because most events didn't allow people to bring in their bags, purses, cameras, all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So they needed a place to put it. And, they, and what if the, like, they have ticketed events for concerts? They can't just miss out on the concert they just paid for because yeah. they can't bring in their bag. Okay. So we supplied that service. I enjoyed it. 
But it, like I said, they it felt like they were getting cheaper on us volunteers. So all right. Well, now that it's digital, what's your uh, what's your worst memory? My worst of AX. Uh, worst memory. Worst memory. It would have to be LineCon. 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 All right. I went. Okay, so I went on day negative one, and so Anime Expo started doing this thing where they would let people pick up their badges a few days before the actual event, which Correct. which helped honestly. Um. And then next thing you know, when we get there and I'm standing in line, I stay in the same spot for five hours straight. Not once did I move. Blech. Their whole systems were down and I was just stuck in line. And so everybody called it LineCon. My sister was with me. She wanted to see what the, all, all the the whole like the emotion or the environment, the vibe basically. She was attending the convention or just... No, she wanted to join me in line just to pick up my badge and see what the vibe is for oh, like these conventions. Man. So she just sat in the line with you without even getting to enjoy the con after. She had a tank top. We were standing in the sun. We had a. She had a massive sunburn. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And she never wants to go again. Uh yeah, I'd imagine not. <laughs> I mean, she never she never bought a badge in general. She just wanted to go in line, just like I said, just to help, come with me. Maybe it would have been better to just take her to a small one. Well, that's up to her because she's not really big into anime. I've tried getting her into anime, but she, it doesn't look like she wants to budge. Yeah. What about you? Well, I have a couple. One of them is maybe a story we'll go into later on. <laughs> it it involves some edibles and a very bad time. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll, I'll save that story for another time. Okay. Just because uh, minus that particular segment of AX, the rest of the time was actually pretty cool. I had a good time. So my worst one would still have to be, um, funny enough, our our guest we had last week, John. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was with me. You know, he, he came over. He stayed the night at my place, and we uh, took off to AX from my place. Mm-hmm. And this was right after I got my uh, coyote back from the shop from somebody that rear-ended the car. Mm -hmm. So we're there. Me and my wife are cosplaying. And What'd you cosplay? Kakashi. And Kakashi. she was Rin. From Naruto. Nice. nice. Yes, yes. Even though that's, a, that's like your yearly cosplay anyway. Sometimes, yeah. We have a <laughs> couple that we rotate through. Wait, didn't you do, what was that one anime? Angels of Death? Yes, yes, we did that one. Uh, we also did uh, Yuki and Yuno from... Uh, Future Diaries. Yes, or Future Diaries. Niki. Yeah. So we've, we've done a couple of them, but uh, I was in that one at the time, and we're, you know, putting our way through downtown LA, get, trying to get to the convention. Mm -hmm. Traffic locks up. Wait, looked, was this after you leaving the convention or going to the convention? This was going to. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So we're driving over there. Traffic locks up. I stop, complete stop. I look in my rearview mirror, and it was like deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> and the car got rear-ended about uh, 30 hours? After, after you picked it up? After I picked it up from the shop. <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, I finished out the day. The accident wasn't as bad as like the first time. But still... It was very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, we, you know, we still went to the convention. Um, the, you know, the trunk didn't open or nothing. It stayed shut. Oof. Um, I, I had a... <laughs> 
I think it was John's cousin or something. Uh, I think that was his brother. His brother? Yeah. Uh, we had him kind of fish the bags out of the trunk because I was like, no, no, no. The last time I got hit and I opened the trunk, it wouldn't close, so don't open the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we had him fish the bags out. We went out. You know, we had an okay time, even though I was kind of like pissed most of the day. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I'd still classify that as my worst AX memory. <laughs> uh, I think I remember one time, let's see, what was it? Oh, when I was staffing, I had this, uh, I was in charge of the lines because lines were getting out of control to get inside bag check for people. I had this really skinny white boy come up. He's like, he just cuts in front of the line. He's like, I'm next. I was like, no, you're not. And he's like, has his like two girls next to him trying to act all hard with me and shit because he has, he's trying to flex with his girls. But right next to him, it's like, it's like, dude, you're not next. He turns around, looks at the other guy, gives him a mean ass look. It's like, hey man, wasn't I next? It's like, and he just like, just dead silence, like blank face yeah. and everything. He's like, it's like the fuck's going on? And so he just turns around and get and he gets more into my face, like literally already breathing mouth to mouth and shit. And I was like, dude, you're not next, so I'm not gonna let you in regardless. And I've never seen him, so I don't think he even had any business at all with us anyway. Yeah. But it's like I said, it's comes down to that customer is always king mentality sometimes. Well, I mean, I kind of, I kind of get it. the The attendees, the that's the priority for the conventions and stuff. But there's a fine line of how they should act too. Yeah, no, but I mean, the con was what up to a hundred thousand people. More than that, three, I think it was. Uh, I think it was turn time. Uh, uh, what was the term? No, in total, it was like around three hundred thousand, especially for this past yeah. year. In total. Yeah, in total through all the days and everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, in on one day specifically at max capacity, you know what I mean? Outside, inside, it's roughly run somewhere around 100,000, probably more, right? Yeah. So you get that many people in one area, there's going to be some dicks. <laughs> it's just oh, kind yeah, of dude. everywhere you go, dude. Oh. I remember this one girl, she dropped off her bag, and she was, like, honestly, like, she was like that, like, really hyper, really that friendly sociable girl and everything she was bubbly yeah and it was her first convention so she was super excited they had the eggs dance and then so she drops off her bag and stuff she was actually thinking about maybe volunteering too asking us for like what the requirements are so we tell her to have a good time and then later on at 2 a.m when we start having our closing hours and for the deadline for people to start picking their stuff up because we can't have them stay overnight and she just comes in crying and everything and when we asked her, it was like, what just happened? It was like, she said she got robbed inside the AX dance. What? Yeah, like like four guys came up. They grabbed her and they just took her wallet, her phone, her IDs and everything. Dang. Yeah. Um, I, f- I, I felt so bad for her. She already reported to event operations and stuff, but just just yeah. with that, regardless, regardless if she already reported, I just felt so bad for her. That sucks. Uh, but there's like you, like you said, there's always gonna be those dicks. Yeah, take advantage yeah. and everything, especially in large group events like that. Always. Yeah. And then I think one of my most memorable moments in Anime Expo would probably be, have to be. It was the Kill a Kill special event. It was basically the world premiere of the dubbed anime. And they had like the Japanese voice actors, the Japanese uh, director and producers there doing Q and A's and everything. 
And they also had Aeroi, um, which is the singer. She does the soundtrack for the Kill a Kill series. Yeah. And she... And we also had Sushi, uh, Sushi, Shushio, the the art designer. Yeah, yeah. And so Q&A and everything, we watched the first, I think it was the first two episodes, if I remember. And then right after that, full-on concert. Concert, like special concert and everything. We couldn't take videos or pictures or anything, so it was... And I did see a few people get kicked out of the concert because they Oof. were trying to take videos and stuff. Always. And I would have enjoyed it more. But I, because I was at the very edge of the the whole row of my seats and next to me was an empty seat. And then halfway into the concert, they finally bring a person that belongs to that seat. The dude smelled of B.O. I was about to guess B.O. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and if you seen like those weep concerts, like everybody's flailing their arms with like those glow sticks and everything. Yep. So I'm there with face, and he's taller than me, with face full of just armpit right there into my face. I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I think at those points, it's okay, it's not rude to just tell him, "Hey, bro, switch hands, <laughs> put this one down." But no, the other no, one no, up. he was switching hands, especially me too, because I'm getting tired of like flailing one arm, and then so I go, to, I move my glow stick to the next arm, flailing. But he's doing it too. But every now and then he goes back to the same arm where I am. Ugh. And I feel like that's what uh, like animes. I mean, not to be rude towards the attendees and stuff, but weebs are dirty. I, again, it goes back to over a hundred thousand people. There's gonna be some dicks. There's gonna be some dirty people. I mean, there was. I think there was that one anime convention that was actually shut down as a biohazard because of bo. Ugh, that's so nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you remember Rob's shop. He's got the deodorant in his shop. <laughs> but yeah, I remember Sparky was talking about like going back to Frankenstein's. Like, I ain't going back. I don't trust weeps with that don't care for general hygiene and shit. Supposedly it has AC now. Uh, Good AC now. Good AC. I'll be the judge of that when I go, but I'm still going to be wary about the COVID situation about that. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I mean, like the old location mm-hmm. was always really hot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, it fucking stinked in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And honestly, I, I really enjoyed AX uh, over time, especially when I started getting more into the anime car scene, meeting you, everybody else, like our buddies. Yeah. And just meeting them at the convention stuff, just hanging out, especially when they had the Atasha like, displays and everything. Yeah, no, I mean, meeting up with the boys is is kind of what we do there. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, one of my good memories of it is actually correlating to my bad memory. <laughs> So like I had bought the uh, the license plate, mm-hmm. the one with the uh, shining gun on it and stuff. Oh, from Prime Vandals. Yes, yes. from Brand- Brandon from yeah. Prime Vandals. And you know, it was the first day. The second day is when I got into the car accident, and um, I actually went back to uh, um, to Brandon, and he actually hooked it up with a replacement because I had just crashed it. <laughs> Oh, that's so good of him. No, dude, no, it was I super mean, cool. A lot of the, him, a lot man. of the sticker, other sticker vendors and stuff that we know in the community are just really good people, honestly. Yeah, no, he was super cool because like I was super excited when I bought it. Mm-hmm. I put it on the car, it got hit, and I was like, dude, this just happened, you know, on our way here. And he was like, here, I, I got you. Don't worry about it. Like he was super cool. So big shout out to Prime Vandals. But still, just to get reunited the day oh, after it, you picked it, it up. Yeah, the most sourest part, but it's always kind of nice to 
you know, to see to see people actually kind of like care a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he really didn't have to do any of that, mm-hmm. but he did, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember th- I had a drunk person try to fight me at AX. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, uh, like cl- getting close to two a.m., people have to come pick up their bags well, yeah. at the back check department. We had this one guy come in, and he was like super drunk. He's got two bottle forties in his hand. Yeah, forties. Forties. One was uh, one was unopened. The other one was half empty, and he's just like drunk and everything. So we try to like ask him, like, "Are you here to pick up your bag?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm here to come here to pick up my bag." And then and so we ask him for his ticket, and then he goes off tangent to other conversations because he's drunk. So when <laughs> so we just like stand there listening, and I try to get more involved. It's like, "Hey, can can we just get your ticket so we can get your bag so you can be on your way?" And he got agitated with me, so I just stood there. Let it just go on when he's just going more rambling on his stories and stuff. So like, yeah, man. So hey, I mean, do you want your bag or not? So I can get so you can give me your ticket. He got even more aggressive with me. <laughs> and the funny part is that I noticed that his English was broken, and then I noticed that he had a Spanish accent. So I tried speaking Spanish to him. To you see were if, his buddy after that. No. Oh. <laughs> at, at, he he like legit. He was an actual Spanish speaker. But the moment I started speaking Spanish to him just to help him more to converse with him, that's when hands were about to be thrown. Oh, jeez. And I had my buddy in the back and behind the curtain. My other, my staff were like already taking off his shirt, getting ready and shit because he sees this shit happening. <laughs> like, hey, hey, calm down. down. <laughs> okay. So we he finally gives in, gives us his, ba- his ticket. We give him his bag. The moment he walks out, I run outside, complete disappeared like a ghost. And it's impossible because there's long hallways on each side of the door. So I was like, where the hell did he go? Did he just jump off the balcony and just fly off and disappear? <laughs> After that, we just called security, the actual con security, not yeah. the, not AX security. And they did the report and everything. And then next thing you know, they found him. Uh, he kept making big like disturbances and stuff. So it got to a point where they took his badge and banned him. Uh, I mean, if he's going to start a fight with you and then go off and start other fights, and yeah, that's yeah. going to happen. Especially since you're not supposed to have like alcohol inside the convention center at all. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and he was drunk all four days because he kept leaving his bag towards with us. Oh, so he was a regular. Yeah, a regular. <laughs> that's great. I wonder how he's doing, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any other good memories you have from Anime Expo? Um, No, well, I mean... Technically, it's kind of like Anime Expo is how I kind of met people in like the car anime community mm-hmm. that eventually led to me going to like Sugoi Saturday and meeting everybody. So that's why I think the other best memory is just kind of like meeting the new people there because mm-hmm. it was new people I was meeting there. And that's how I kind of got into the community itself, you know? Lots of really big memories, honestly, for me. Jessica Negri, personal big fan of Jessica Negri. <laughs> Sexy, beautiful, talented, creative cosplayer. I'm and sure she's listening right now. I hope she is, but I doubt it. Uh, we don't have no listeners, do we? <laughs> <on now. laughs> um, but she's always been a big favorite, especially in cosplay. So every now and then, I always got the chance to actually meet her in person at Anime Expo every year. It got harder because she would always do like one-hour sessions at like Crunchyroll or Funimation or Viz Media. Booth yeah, she had her own schedule. Sentai, so. Before, she would actually have her own table, so she would be there all day signing autographs or certain points and stuff, take breaks and stuff, meet with fans, but now it's just like a one-hour session, that's it. Yeah. Like J-List, Sentai Filmworks, 
So it got harder to actually see her more in person every year. Mm-hmm. But I always got the chance to get her autograph whenever I got the chance to. I did send her a fan letter. And it did show up on her Mail Monday videos, the first letter she opened. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to do a quick cover of uh, Bubba Wallace. Uh, and uh, you remember we talked about his livery that he did with uh, Black Lives Matter? Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure everybody's already heard by now that, you know, they found a noose in his garage. Yep. That really was a downer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, people. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and I mean, one part of me kind of wants to go, well, it's NASCAR, what do you expect? But, you know, I was very surprised and very pleased to see the reaction from his fellow drivers, you know I what I mean? I did see that photo. Yeah, yeah, they decided, uh, you know, to push his car down the pits all together, kind of as a solidarity thing, and mm-hmm. that... That was actually awesome. I'm glad that they're actually standing behind on the right side of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, like you said, solidarity, honestly. Yeah. No, I think that's a great, great, great sign. And, um, you know, even though it has that stigma that, like I was saying, I was like, oh, what do you expect? You know? It's NASCAR. Yeah. Even though it has that stigma, it's good to see that, you know, it's 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 a generalization that's not true. You know what I mean? No, it just goes to show that we're progressing towards diversity and helping each other in the community, especially in the racing community. Absolutely. I mean, he's the only African-American in the league. Is he really? Yeah. I thought there would be more. Nope. Oh, shit. And, um, I, I mean, get, oh, actually, you know what? Before we drift off into the conversation more a little bit, uh, there was a article going around somebody just spread a bunch of fake news that it was a serpentine belt and not a noose i don't know if you saw that oh wow yes and it blew up everywhere (laughs) and it's kind of like the people who i you know because like most of my facebook friends are like Mm. car people and it's mostly people um from the south from the midwest because they're all muscle car mustang guys Mm -hmm. you know i have nothing but mustang people on my facebook we disagree with a lot of things, but we all love cars, you know? Yeah. But it's very funny to kind of see how easily they believe it when it, you know, kind of reinforces their own biases. Mm-hmm. And they were all sharing it like crazy. Oh, it's a false flag. It was a serpentine belt. And it's, <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of depressing to see. <laughs> uh, there's always going to be fake news regardless. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, like I said, I was really glad to see that uh, they kind of came together on that and, mm-hmm. and that it's getting the support on the, yeah. on the right side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I thought I just wanted to do a quick update to that and hopefully they, uh, they keep progressing. I think that's great. <laughs> that's really great. As long as we see progress, it's going to get better, honestly. Yeah. And that's all it is over the time. Like that, you know, they always say you can't judge people by the times you know what i mean mm-hmm. by their times to your times because it's mm-hmm. always going to progress i'm pretty sure in the future they're going to look back at us and be like you guys are bigots <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so but like i said i was really happy to see that so i did want to do a quick mention of that story okay yeah um other news cannonball 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 buddy so for if, uh, if, if we're talking about cars, you mean the cannonball, the cross country? Yes, yes, yeah. I know it's hot. We can go to the pool and do some cannonballs, but no, I'm talking about the cross country trip. I'm not a big fan of the pool. Yeah, it's I hot. Pre- I prefer lake or river. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, for uh, listeners that might not know, the Cannonball Run is uh, basically a cross-country trip in a car, and how fast can you get there? And, um, you know, over the years, there's always people trying to break it. Obviously, this is not fully sanctioned. They got to watch out for cops. They're in pedestrian roads. It is, it's a crazy, crazy run to do. Yeah. I believe the last time the record was broken was uh, back in November only. Of last year? I think so. And, um, man, dude, the guy had helicopters. He, you know, he spent like thousands of dollars, dude. What do you mean by helicopters? Like police or news? No, like private. Or, sp- or spectators. Private support. Oh. So, he, you know, he had like ways. He had a whole GPS system. He had support, like helicopters to guide him through traffic and, you know what I mean, alert him for cops or other things. Like, Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, they were very, very organized. Uh-huh. Very, very organized. And he shattered the record by a couple hours. It was, mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was awesome. Now we get to Fred Ashmore. With that. So, Fred Ashmore um, decided to break this record. And he did so not in building a full spec race car like the other people have. Okay. He went to a rental car company. Okay. What? What? Okay. Rental car company. A rental car company. He's going to do it in a rental and give it back to him when he's done. (laughs) What car did he rent? He rented a 2018. Or 2019. I just saw the tail lights. It looks like a 2019, probably. Mustang GT. What? Yep. A coyote. Yep. He rented a coyote and he gutted out the back seats. He gutted the rental? Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to put it all back. He did put it all back together when he was done. God. But he gutted out the rear seats, gutted out the passenger seat, and he went on Facebook Marketplace and bought fuel cells. He has it set up on a gravity-fed system back to the tank from the rear seat. The big tank he put for the passenger seat, he connected a electric fuel pump that plugged into the cigarette lighter. What? (laughs) And he just filled it up with gas tanks, put a tablet for Waze, and he had a couple meetup spots along the way with some trucks that had gas, and he shattered the record. So what's the current? What was the record? Then, or how, or how much did he actually beat it by? Uh, he beat it by a few hours. The new record for the Cannonball Run now is now twenty-five hours and fifty-five minutes to go across country. So practically a day. Basically, yeah, with some LA traffic. <laughs> oh, how I despise LA traffic. Oh yeah. Uh, he reached his top speed of only 159 miles an hour. Okay. Okay. Question. Answer. No. Oh, sorry. I thought we were <laughs> doing a thing. Sorry. <laughs> what was the MPG? <laughs> I want to know because this is a coyote we're talking about. You know, they're, you know, new technology in cars nowadays are very, very fuel efficient. I'm always panning on my car. What do you mean by fuel efficient? <laughs> 12 miles to the gallon. Uh, <laughs> 12? 12 miles to the gallon was his average MPG. God damn. <laughs> Fred is my hero. I mean, will this make you buy another 
SS S five fifty again? Or? Absolutely not. But he's still my hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is a lot of taking. Yeah. So, uh, different from other runs that's been attempted and that's broken records. Mm-hmm. You know, it was usually a multi thousand dollar event, and you know, ten thousand, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar events that they they used in order to complete this. You know. Mm-hmm. Fred did it in under $3,000, including renting the car. What? Yes. The 3K he spent in total, and that's including the rental. That's including the rental, man. You gotta be fucking kidding me. He said he sourced all those tanks from Facebook Marketplace, so they were probably just used tanks. He probably just put some fuel line through them for the gravity-fed one in the back. The electric pump he could have got from anywhere, probably AutoZone. Wired it up to a cigarette lighter and went went for it. Three thousand. Yeah, that is freaking great. No, no, like helicopter support, no big team and huge organization. He did have like a one of those uh, jammers or whatever, like I guess where you can tell like if police is clocking you or something. Oh, okay. okay. He wasn't pulled over at all. He said he had one close call that he was able to avoid. And um, he had the Waze on his tablet. And he had a CB radio where he used a couple times to convince uh, truck drivers to move to one side so he can blow by. That That's actually smart and interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody that's done it has been fairly smart on how they go about it. But... There's one thing that Fred had that everybody else didn't have. A coyote? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, given the, the other cars that's broken this record in the past have been faster than that car. That is a factory rental. Mm-hmm. The other ones were purpose-built for this cannonball run. Okay. So this guy literally just took a coyote and slapped some fuel cells <laughs> in there. God damn. No, the one thing he had going for him... That might make it pretty hard for the next guy to break is that he had quarantine from COVID-19 on his side. (laughs) So while everybody was locked in their houses, he saw the golden opportunity of everybody staying at home and And no traffic. Yeah, less traffic. Exactly. So he took advantage of this and did it for under 3K. I'm surprised no one else has done it yet so far. I... Honestly, I mean, now that now that I think about it, it's a golden opportunity. No traffic <laughs> whatsoever, just truck drivers. That's all you have to worry about. It's crazy. I I was just so happy reading the whole article. And then like you don't have to worry about cops because they're busy getting tickets to people not wearing a mask. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But oh my god, this just reminds me of, like Wildy e. Coyote trying to trace after Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he said his only holdups was a little bit of traffic and like a 25-minute um, delay, I guess, for an agricultural checkpoint to get into California. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the agriculture checkpoint is always like that. They always want to make sure what's coming in, especially if it's agriculture, produce, and everything. Mainly with the ins- with like the fruit flies and all that stuff. Yeah. So when he completed his trip, um, he... Pretty much took out the fuel cells he had. He ha- he did drill a hole underneath where the seats were in order to get that a gravity-fed system to the extra uh-huh. fuel cells he had inside the interior. Mm-hmm. 
He put the seats back on. I'm pretty sure they're not plopping those seats off to Wait, check for if, holes. If he got in the seats, where did he put them? I believe he had a like a truck following him. Oh, okay. Obviously, they didn't get there till way after, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he he was having um somebody follow with that that equipment. Okay. And uh, he plopped the seats back on and turned in his rental, no problem. This is it's still unbelievable. So he he turned in the rental in L.A. So maybe we'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Hertz, let's look for it. Oh man, I don't know if it's Hertz, but it's a silver Coyote. So if we ever need to rent a car and we're in L.A., we'll just rent a silver one, pull the back seat, and see if we see a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but why would we rent it? I don't know. <laughs> Are you sure you're just not missing yours? No, no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. I'll just right. drive yours. Last time I let you drive it, you said no. No, I drove it. Well, no. I drove it before you bought it. Yeah. If I get the itch, I'll ask you to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you, though. Okay. Now that my hero, Fred, has done this for so cheap, do you think you can come up with a better way? Like, what car would you use to do a cannonball run? I like driving, but I just don't know if I can do the cannonball. <laughs> if I had to really choose a car, I'm sad to say I will have to put the Yugo aside and choose a different car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it would make it, so. Well, I, I probably won't even start it anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I would honestly, I would choose. I After seeing it, I would actually choose the Rimac. The Rimac. Just. Full electric car that's stomped on an NSX and the Aventador on Grand Tour. Does it have uh, autonomous driving? I don't think they ever showed that. They didn't show that feature on that show. Okay. But just like the way, the fact that it's stomped on them and like the capacity it has, like it impressed me. But if you catch fire, it doesn't catch fire. I thought that was one that they crashed and it just kept lighting up. It crashed on fire, but with how much and like how many fuel cells it had in the batteries it combusted constantly simultaneously for the, for like two weeks straight <laughs> because one cell was damaged it combusted it went to the next cell and, and combusted and just kept damaging more cells so it just kept catching on fire for like two weeks so straight. so that'll be the safest one to do as long as i don't crash <laughs> hey but honestly the rimac was a beautiful car when i saw it so yeah yeah and just how quiet it is, like cops won't even know you. Hear, you won't even hear it coming. Yeah, but you also got to think about a uh, distance. That is true. No, that is true. You're especially gonna... with especially with trying to get it to uh, charge up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Charging time, distance per full battery charge. But like I said, I don't know if I can actually do the cannonball. I would probably still do it, but maybe take my time. Maybe. Then you're not a cannonball. You're like a bowling ball or something. Okay, what car would you choose? <laughs> Um, I'd probably go with something like a, like a Trackhawk. Oh, okay. Something that has ridiculous horsepower factory, you know, kind of like what, um, Fred did. He chose a high power car Mm -hmm. factory from a rental and just threw fuel in it. I'd go a little bit more comfy and get a fast SUV. Not bad. And just fill it up with fuel. (laughs) Ooh, then yes, I would actually go for a Durango SRT8. There you go. I mean, that's 
probably I think it's probably the same motor as the Trackhawk too, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they use the same thing for everything. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, some kind of high powered SUV. Fill it up with gas tanks. It's automatic. Got plenty of power to do the 150, mm-hmm. and just go for it. Wait, where, where's the starting point in this Cannonball Challenge? Um, I, I know, be- you said the East Coast, right? Yes, it is a cross country. So the exact cities are New York City to Redondo Beach. God damn. Yeah. So it, it's a it's literally you know furthest point furthest point almost you know. Shit! At that point, I'll just get a plane. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your spirit, Manny? Flying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna be. So there is an asterisk to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, the record has already been broken again. Again? Yes. But, after after this one? Yes. But nobody has come forward of who or what time or whatever or what car no there's no information that they're they're in the shadows right now they're lurking so we don't know if it's just a rumor yet or what happened but if it's already been broken again i think that's going to be another awesome story you know it's batman maybe it was (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really interesting i would not i mean just to hear that someone in the shadows already beat it but like they won't come out fake news Fake news. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> fake news, honestly. Well, we'll see. I, I'd love to hear if there's another one already breaking it. Or that previous one with the BMW got salty and decided to spread it. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I mean, uh, one quick side note, because obviously it's a very, very dangerous thing to do. It, like I said, it's going through pedestrian roads. Everybody's in your way kind of thing. Um, And not sanctioned. No, this is not sanctioned, but it has the cannonball runs so far actually have a clean record. No incidents, no deaths, no huge accidents. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of surprising when you think about the the speeds these guys are going on public roads, you know? That's, that's, I would have not expected that actually. Oh yeah, no, me too, but so far so good. It's like the it's like the complete opposite of like rally like what class B rally. I'm not sure. What do you mean? Well, like how dangerous it was. Well, I mean rally racing is fucking wild, man. I know. I know. <laughs> so Manny, let's get into some uh, personal build updates. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the uh, trunk hunt? Uh, I think I'm gonna give up on it. Um, I'm gonna be taking a look at to see the trunk I have. To see if it like the spoiler that I already have is like bolted on or is it taped with 3M tape? And if not, oh, I'm uh, making trigger trigger uh, signs because I'm ready to drill your trunk now. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm looking at your hands like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, hey, you're not supposed to react to that. This is audio medium, all right? <laughs> you're a distraction. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just need to figure out if the spoiler that I already have on the car, is it taped on or is it drilled on? If it's not taped on, I'll just stop the trunk hunt and just finally put on the put on the one that I bought. And if it is taped on? I mean, you told me already, get some fishing line, just like... Yeah, you can run it through. Yeah, run it through. Just take it off, clean off the adhesive and everything. I'm just saying I can drill your trunk anytime. Let me know. I mean, I'm pretty sure you'll have that expertise anyway, so I'll, I'll I'll be glad to have your help with that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I am a sheet metal worker. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. 
but I will drill it. Let's <laughs> go then. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the El Camino, I did notice that I'm starting to have more leaks. Old cars, always going to have some issues with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, with the amount of work I have, I'm just so tired most of the time. I'm probably just going to have my buddy who owns a shop hit him up and see if he can help me with that. Okay. Let me know what he's going to charge you. If not, I know a guy. Do you? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I know people. Lots of people. Interesting to know. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm leaking from the transmission now. Okay. And then I still have to find out where I'm leaking the oil from the motor. Because I'm looking, it's, it doesn't look like it's the oil pan. And I'm trying to look, but I just can't seem to find out where the source is coming from. Valve covers? No, the valve covers are no longer uh, leaking. Ever since I changed out the valve cover gaskets, I have not seen a leak from them whatsoever. Okay. But the oil pan, it doesn't seem like it is the oil pan. It's a very minimal leak. So when, every now and then when I check the oil level, it's I, I don't see a difference. But it you gradually see it little by little going down. Okay. Uh, my best advice for that is uh, deep clean, cleaning underneath and monitor. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's the best way to really find it, honestly. And I need to—I seriously need to get a garage for that car because even if I, even with the cat cover—I mean, the car cover I have on it, the cats are always on it and just pissing on the car cover. Oh, jeez! <laughs> so every now and then I come look, get the car, and go to the car, try to take off the car cover. I just see like piss stains on on the car cover. I was like, oh, really? Does it seep into the paint? Because that no. could be acidic for it. No. Okay. Good. No. Good. They're they're more on the parts where like they're like like levitating off the car. Oh, the bed. Yeah. Okay, the bed got part. it, got it. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can connect you with the people who did my uh, carport. Ooh. They do full custom and modular. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though mine has, like, a 10-foot overhead clearance, yeah. you can get it to where it's just, like, a 7-foot, 5-foot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just enough for the car to go in. And it's all modular system, so you can enclose it and put a door just so you can drive in there lock it up that would be ideal honestly yeah i don't know if do you guys get field mice out there since i know you're in a big you know it's a nursery and there's and, a lot of land and rural too yeah we do have field mice because i've heard some stories too of them getting underneath and chewing up wires and stuff do oh, you yeah, guys they, ever run into that oh yeah all the time especially oh. with my dad's old truck they they cut all the wires for like the electric motors for the windows yikes all of them yeah so maybe uh Maybe a little mini garage from those sheds would be really though, good. Though, back to the cats, they are the neighbor's cats, and they don't feed them much, just like so they can actually go hunt and... Oh, and get some keep the mice, deter them a little bit. Yeah, basically control the population with the rabbits, the squirrels, and the mice. So, honestly, we haven't had seen that many, actually, mice. So, that's a good thing. All right. Thanks for the cats, but except fuck the piss stains. <laughs> <laughs> Take the good with the bad, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get you their number too, and maybe yeah. they can. Maybe and they I think can get I'm also on. ready to uh, install that uh, Winjet RGB Halo grill. Oh, that I got okay. From Scott, yes, our yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna be ready ready soon to install that. Nice. So I'm gonna be looking forward to all that stuff. Awesome. What about you? Um, I have reached an impasse. What do you mean? I just made it sound dramatic. Um, <laughs> You're such a drama queen. Whatever. So uh, <laughs> I am getting ready to decide what I'm going to do for my suspension. Okay. For the Cobra. 
Oh, yeah, since you said you're going to make it like a full race car at this point. Yes, the, it's going to be a full race car. That's for sure. Um, so my original plan was to build for CMC, for mm -hmm. NASA, mm -hmm. which is a fairly OEM class. I mean, they allow you to put full lengths of frame connectors, a pan hard bar, which those years of Mustangs need a pan hard bar so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to kind of run that with some good like Coney yellows and some good springs and... and kind of call it you know mm -hmm. which would keep the budget the build on the race car very affordable like very very affordable yeah but um i ran into well i have a buddy who is parting out a old track car and he has a full gr40 grig setup which is like a seven thousand dollar full suspension and redesigned geometry for so, that car so primo suspension oh it is you won't really even see this suspension on the streets the only people who are really buying this are our competitive guys on the track interesting so it's super super dope like even when i was planning to build beyond cmc as i got better as a driver mm -hmm. i probably wasn't going to go with griggs because it's expensive <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have done Maximum Motorsports because they have great suspension as well. I've always heard good stuff for Maximum Motorsports. Honestly. Oh, yeah. They have great, great suspension, and um, it's affordable. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot more affordable. Uh, it's, it's a lot more street-driven and street-happy. The Grig suspension is a way more of a redesign. It's not just converting the coilover setup and doing the torque arm pan hard bar. Uh, the Griggs GR40 setup essentially is a SLA front suspension, which is, converts it to basically a double wishbone in the front. So it converts this sloppy Mustang into a double wishbone suspension in the front. It's amazing. So double wishbone or double sloppy? No, just <laughs> double wishbone. It's, it's, it's a great, great suspension setup. So I uh, I reached out and I actually um, got a hold of the Western of the Western uh, National Champion mm -hmm. for American Iron. Oh shit! And he I looked at through his page or whatever on Facebook. Um, shout out to uh, Jaime. He connected me with him, and um, I saw that he used to run a Cobra SN like mine. Mm -hmm. He currently runs a Fox body, fully built, and he was running uh, Griggs on both of them as well. Fox bodies are nice. Oh, yeah. So I got in contact with them, and I kind of asked them a little bit about it and a little bit about, like, uh, CMC and AI out here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. There's no CMC. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Um, you know, it's just regional. It's just It just so happens that out here, it's just not a popular league. So I'm very torn because I love... like. Popular in just in general in the West Coast or in the West Coast here. Okay. Um, when I was looking it up, I was trying to look up old NASA events and see their times and see uh, what categories are running. And I found CMC class. I found a lot of American Iron and American Iron Extreme classes, but they were like in Ohio and Minnesota. Like they weren't out here. <laughs> So more like Central America than yeah yeah or not Central, Midwest Midwest I mean, yeah not, not Central America is a completely different region <laughs> <laughs> no this is all like Midwest stuff okay and uh, I mean there is a few according to uh, uh, Ryan there is a few AI cars but he says it's really dying out and that he was even considering that 
if it doesn't pick up within the next year or so that he might park the fox i was hoping he said sell, sell the fox so i can look at it but <laughs> oh my god that would actually be nice to look at honestly. oh it's it's bad i'll show you pictures after this okay okay um but he was considering parking it and getting into a different spec racing whether yeah. it be miata or e36 or something like that so it was a little bit discouraging to kind of hear that because mm-hmm. my ideal platform was you know a 79 to 04 which is to me like the golden era you know what i mean mm-hmm so finding out that there's not really a competition for it out here was kind of sad. So um, I kind of was trying to decide whether it's worth building because, you know, part of it's not just, you know, going out and driving the car, but it's going out and competing, you know? That's the whole that's the whole reason why I race, you know? Yeah. Get out, get competitive, go head-to-head with some people, you know? But it doesn't seem like that's really going to be a reality with this one. Um, I could go, uh, super touring or time trials, but in all honesty, even with that nice racing suspension setup, it's a chassis that wasn't really meant for this kind of style driving. And it's very old and dated at this point. It will not be competitive. That's just being real. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of said the same thing. He he kind of said that if you become like a badass driver, you're still probably lucky if you get top 10. Shit. Yeah. So I'll, I for a little while, I kind of debated like, okay, maybe I should reconsider what car I turn into the race car. And maybe, I don't know, go for an E36 class, go for a Miata class. You know what I mean? Something maybe a little bit cheaper. So no more Cobra then. After, like, thinking about this. Well, I think I'm going to still go for it. Just because... I say why not, honestly. Uh, yeah, just because at the end, um, I do love the, the NASA organization, but I can also drive other organizations. You know what yeah. I mean? There's other events that do still have a good presence for, like, uh, American muscle cars doing road courses, you mm-hmm. know? So, I think I might still go for it. It's the car i want to race you know what i mean it it had to be an sn or a fox body those are like the cars i've wanted to race on this kind of stuff forever you know yeah show show the uh, european and japanese cars this bulky american car is going to go out there and handle a corner you know what i mean with a big mech (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) so i'm i'm probably still going to go for it and um i my last question to him because he was you know he's a great accomplished driver was and he knows the platform was, okay, well, what about, like, you know, I, I want to build the car. You know, the, that's why it's it's st- staying, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, what about learning? Like, how is it, like, as a learning car? Is it going to, you know, babysit too much with the suspension? Is it, you know, just totally different from driving other cars where it's not much of a benefit? And he kind of told me that if I can master that car, then I should be able to jump into anything and it'll be fine. He's like, if anything, if you master a Mustang on a road course, you jump into an E36, you jump into a Miata, you jump into a Honda, it's going to be a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to hear, actually. Yeah, yeah. So um, right now I'm kind of uh, bouncing around with the uh, seeing if uh, this suspension from my buddy is going to work. So he's parting the car out. He gave me a, a great price. 
for the whole kit that includes a diff and upgraded brakes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he, he's giving me a hell of a deal. Given it's like the older um, generation, mm-hmm. they have a new updated one that if I were to buy a brand new. But like I said, I wouldn't buy from Griggs brand new because it's out of my budget of what I want to spend. Nonsense, poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm kind of in talks with them, and uh, kind of ver- we're kind of verifying parts and uh, motor mounts because I believe he had a pushrod 5.0. It's same chassis and body of an SN, mm-hmm. but his was like a 95, mine's a 98 Cobra. Oh, okay, okay. So modular versus pushrod is different. And he thinks that the K member is the same. It's just the motor mounts that they'd swap out. Oh. Like different positioning of where they mount the motor mounts. So if that's the case, you would just have to move them, though? Or, or what would you have to do different? Uh, it, it would all be the same. It's just that I would have to buy um, the modular motor mm-hmm. uh, motor mounts, and they just mount on a different area of the K-member. Okay. But it's the same K-member, which was my kind of big worry because it's the older generation, and I figured, okay, if if it's not if that's not the case, and I have to buy a new K-member, will the updated new K-member from Griggs bolt up to the older double wishbone suspension? Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean now. Yeah, and then at that point, it might be better to just revert back to my original plan of going maximum motorsports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're kind of in talks, and uh, we got a hold of a Griggs representative, and he's going to kind of verify parts and uh, make sure that it's going to work. Oh, that's actually really cool, though, to get, like, a representative to actually... Yeah, no, these, these part companies are really great. Um, I actually know one guy that works at Maximum and he's a really great guy and he, you know, anytime you have questions, you ask him and he'll help you out. Oh, nice. And, um, the guy I'm picking it up from, he's always used Grig. He has a Fox body with a full GR40 setup. Shit. So I think he probably knew the guy from Griggs and just kind of called him up and said, Hey, you know, I have somebody looking to pick this up, but he's running a Cobra. And, um, I guess they're kind of sorting through and making sure and verify they can get all the parts that I would need to make sure I can install it. That's good, honestly. Yeah, no, that's a big help because that was kind of my my big worry on it. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of see what happens from there. Um, I got my welder set up now. I got I picked up my argon gas and hoses for it. Okay. So I can probably start doing the at least the subframe connectors on it. But um, yeah, once uh once this goes. If this deal goes through and I'm able to pick up this uh, GR40 suspension, uh, I'm going to have a lot of work in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you need help, just let me know. Sure. I'm pretty sure Tommy's going to be down to help you. Sparky will be down to help you. Oh, yeah, because this will be a full tear apart. I mean, you have lots of people that will be down to help you, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, he's got it out. He's got all the parts out of the car now. Mm-hmm. We're just, like I said, we're just verifying parts and making sure it's going to work. Yeah. So we're, we'll see. This is going to be the, the big move now. Okay. So if I start tearing it apart, it's, it's going to come all apart. I'm probably going to pull the motor and reseal everything while I'm there and baffle the oil pan and get it all ready to go. Hey. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at with that one. Type R's staying in the garage since I'm working from home. <laughs> Are you going to garage queen it like the, all the other type owners? No, no. <laughs> if if anything, like I said, if I get this suspension, I guess uh, Type R's going to be put back on daily duty. Hey. Yep. Running just, or- just don't get rear-ended. 
<laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that that's the update for me. It's a big hopefully a big change coming. I'm really excited to see how this is gonna turn out, honestly. Oh, me too, man. It's just gonna get me itching to just start <laughs> just start wrenching all day long again. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. But uh I think with that, uh we'll call this an episode. Yeah. Manny, why don't you tell the two listeners we have where, where they can find us <laughs> yeah so our two for our two listeners you can find us on twitter instagram facebook at unaccepted pod and uh be sure to like subscribe give us a review anywhere you listen to your podcast that's uh apple podcast spotify stitcher google Podcasts. i actually added us to anchor anchor yeah i didn't know what it was but uh Apparently, they do podcast stuff, so I was like, okay, we'll throw it down there, too. <laughs> so, if I'm on a boat, I can hear it. Sure. <laughs> and uh, also, check out our website at uh, unacceptedpod.com. And if you want to send in an unaccepted rev, we'd really appreciate it. You can send that to unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the format you see in our stories on Instagram. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>